On this episode of What's Up Award, we interview Mr. Ian Brooks. He's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and this man is a comedy slash dating coach. He has 10 years experience in the dating game, and he's also a debunker of myths when it comes to dating and the do's and the don'ts. You make sure you want to check him out in this two-part series of The Dating Coach. Again, my name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to me with the plan is Trey's in the building. What's up, Trey? What's up, Wardy Ward? Back at it again like we never left. Yes, sir. Hey, man, on today's show, we're going to get down to it, and we're going to talk about relationships. I mean, Oh, relationships. I, I mean, you know, when you think about it, <laughs> the divorce rate is high, and the mm-hmm. life trust is low, low, low. Mm-hmm. And for some strange reason, uh, spy gadgets and all that stuff is very high on uh, popularity right now. People just buying that stuff. Uh, what do you make of that? I'm waiting on my Amazon delivery right now. <laughs> no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Hey, uh, check this out. Though We reached deep into the relationship experts and we met a man based out of Atlanta, Georgia with 10 years in the relationship game. He's not only going to tell us his perspective, but he's going to tell us things that we can do to help our relationships too. And if you're not careful, you might just learn something. You heard Ladies and gentlemen, we gladly introduce Mr. Ian Brooks to the show. How you doing, brother? What, what? I am doing amazing. Thank you for asking and thank you for your kind words and uh, giving me, uh, you know, your uh, recommendations, so to speak. Uh, hope that's <laughs> a recommendation, but uh, after we're, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll talk about relationships and we'll see if we have that, if I do a good job, uh, see if we have the recommendations solved for you, so. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> good Appreciate deal, it. good deal. Now, uh, I'd ask how you're doing, because I know you said you had just uh, dealt with the COVID monster. Uh, you all good now? I am good. Thank you for asking. I feel strong, gaining on my, on my weight back, and I feel like I'm you know, powerful, so I'm good. Okay. All right. Hey, all right. Um, well, I want to just get right into it, because we got so many questions, and, uh, you know, we just we just got to know. So. so, my first question I want to ask you is... Uh, so, when you speak of uh, women uh, in relationships, h- how do you go about this approach of studying and learning about women? Because I find that I grew up with nothing but women, and I don't understand them at all. So, what, what are you basing yours off of? Is this training? Is it experience? I mean, help me out here. Well, for one thing, I am certified. That's the first thing. You know, I think certification has really helped me to learn a lot about, you know, when it comes to gender roles and how um, men and women relate to each other. So with that being said, you know, I've, you know, had, you know, 10 years experience like helping people. I mean, the first person I really helped in a relationship was somebody that felt like they were about to be suicidal because their, their boyfriend broke up mm-hmm. with them. And yep. you know, with that being said, as time progressed, you know, I was having more and more people learning more and more about what women think. And just, you know, just simply asking women, you know, just, surveying and saying you know what do you feel about this and of course i've done research you know and and just got right down to science you know looking at the way men and women think and one of the things i truly say about men and women is that men are the same as women as much as they're different oh i like mm. that and mm. vice versa so that's pretty much uh, my, my my concept in all my in all my findings i found that like i said we're we're the same it's just that we are just much as the same as we are different mm-hmm. 
Okay. okay. I, I like that. I'm going to use that. But tell me this. So for today's discussion, are we are we coming at this from a biblical perspective or a more worldly perspective on 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 dating and relationships? Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I am a you know I'm, I'm, I love Christ with all my heart, love God with all my heart, and one thing I always say is that you have to think of it from a standpoint that if you, um, it's like a religion, you know. I'm I'm a Christian, but I study all religions and all things that are against, you know, God, because you have to know everything so you can combat it. So when it's all said and done, I know the Bible and, you know, and I I pray. My mom is very big on that. I take from a biblical perspective, but I also have a good knowledge of how the world is and, and, and how, what, you know, God warned about as far as, you know, um, you know, finding a partner and then worldliness um, therein. So I know, uh, I know both basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, you know, with that being said, I, I I like to ask you this this very scientific question. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Hitch with Will Smith. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, man. So tell me a little bit. Is that a lot of art imitating life when it comes to coaching or life imitating art in your opinion from your experience and then with, with relationships and, and, and being a coach? Uh, you mean with Will Smith basically? Uh, like uh, you, with, yeah. with that movie in particular, being a coach in particular, just when you kind of help out individuals and, you know, I know there's, there's a comic element to that whole, whole scenario and trying to make people laugh. But at the end of the day, you know, we found that the main character was all struggling in relationships as well. So, you know, that being said, do you find that a lot of the things that made a good story in that movie, does that mimic what you're seeing when you're dealing with coaches? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, even when it comes to the character that uh, Will Smith is helping out, Will Smith, mm-hmm. character, yeah, you know, he, the first, like, for instance, you know, he was talking about, you know, dancing. Uh, dancing is very important in dating. Let me tell you why. When you have a good rhythm, that is important when you have a good rhythm and, you know, when you're on the dance floor, but also it shows how you connect to people and how Mm -hmm. you have more of a confidence and you know how to connect to to a woman. So Mm. that's why the famous slap that he did. It's funny. (laughs) Don't ever do that again. (laughs) Don't don't ever do that again. (laughs) And you know, Will Smith has such a dry sense of humor anyway. So, but but that's true. You know, it's all about, you know, being able to have rhythm and doing that. And and you're absolutely right when it is um, truly, um, you know, art imitating life. Absolutely. That's awesome. You know, part of my problem was, you know, I don't know if if Wardy had this issue. Sometimes you're on the upbeat and they're on the downbeat. And you're like, okay, our rhythm is off. So yes, now, yes. The, now, <laughs> now the things are smooth, you know, and that comes with relationships, even being married for, for a few months, few years, uh, 26 to be exact, you know, but that being said, so let me ask you this. What's your motivation for being a relationship coach? And how did you get to that point? Oh, that's a great question. And it's actually one of my favorite questions. Um, quite honestly, number one, um, when it comes to being a relationship coach, people don't understand how important relationships are in someone's life. If somebody, ha- you know, one, one, of my, one of my least favorite things to, to hear, um, this is on my Instagram, uh, is, you know, relationship coaches shouldn't deal with people that are about to commit suicide. I'm a relationship coach. I'm going to help you. And we're going to help through that situation. I'm not just going to just tell you 
you know, a couple of um, things to, you know, that, that you already know. My goal is to help you full circle. So mm-hmm. I think that one thing about me is that I feel like it's a connection to God's will because, you know, you have, you don't know what somebody is going through and, you know, you need to, to, you know, that's why I get right to it. You know, in my, in my, in my YouTube videos, on my Instagram, um, you know, one of the first things you're going to hear me say is, Hey, this, this is your man, you know, classic 88 talking to you loud, talking to you clear, because what I'm letting them know is that I'm getting to the point. I'm not going to sit here in this video and, you know, um, you know, smack my lips, you know, um, you know, like give you, um, you know, a, a little rundown on, on this product or that product that I'm secretly an ambassador for in a company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the point because by the time you get to that point of not watching my video, you could have missed something that's very important because you get tired of that long period of five minutes of things that just don't matter. You know, you could have texted the wrong, text the wrong dude and got involved with him and then gotten everything from a black guy to be dead. You know, so I think it's an urgency that I have with that. I think it's good to God. Secondly, from a from a more of a, uh, a practical point, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what? I've been doing this, you know, helping out, you know, you know, being the shoulder to, to cry on, the shoulder to lean on for a long time. And quite honestly, I'm in the Atlanta, um, you know, world and we all know how that is. So mm-hmm. why not, you know, make a profession off of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so then what was your motivation? Was it from seeing how things work or didn't work and, you know, within your circle of friends and family and that led yeah. to you getting a specific accreditation? How did, how did that actually work out? Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, one of the things about being a dating coach is I think that people make all this money off of telling people things that they already know. And I feel like I like to, to to be a myth buster, so to speak, when it comes to being a dating coach. You know, mm-hmm. I like to I like the, the, the feeling of being able to tell people that, you know, well, quite honestly, you know, men do do um, such and such. Women mm-hmm. do such and such. I like to be able to, to just to, to break myths and give people a different perspective that they don't have. Because I've seen all these videos on YouTube, dozens and hundreds of videos, and they're literally the same thing, and they don't have certain perspectives that I, I like to tackle. Mm. So that's the motivation, just loving mm-hmm. to be able to, to go into different nuances. Okay. This is uh, Ward again. My uh, next question for you is um, I've heard people say that women decide when and if the couple is going to be intimate, but ultimately men decide when the couple will get married. So, do you think marriage views have changed for women over the years? Is it getting better or worse? Um, I think that, um, you know, based on studies, um, you know, that's an excellent question. Uh, women don't want to get married as much as they did before. Because a lot of times, if you think about it, you know, there's the old stereotypical thing. Uh, women want to get married for the purpose of, being, of having stability. Now women are more stable, so therefore they don't have that need to get married. So we're not going to talk about that aspect. We're like, um, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about from the standpoint of women that do want to get married, what their perception is. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. When it comes right down to the aspect of marriage, I think that um, that in general, women that want to get married, there are different reasons as to why they do. I think that there is an element of thinking that, well, you know, and you know, such and such are pigs, 
So I got a really good one. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and marry this one. However, I think that one thing to really to really focus on is saying that, you know, no one is better than the wrong one. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, if you're dating and you're dating and you're single, you know, it's better to be unmarried and single as I don't know what than being married to the wrong one. Boy. So I think that's mm-hmm. that we really need to focus on from that standpoint. And then there's also the concept of the shift of men. You know, men, when it comes to marriage, I think that men have an idea of marriage of now since women are starting to be more, you know, focused on marriage and that sort of thing and or I'm sorry, on their careers, you know, men are starting to have a little bit more of a of a need and urgency to get married because they're thinking that with these careers, with this, with that, you know, they're going to be this way gonna be more of a chance of women that, that will cheat. So therefore, they want to be they want to get married to these women because they think they're not going to cheat. However, um, you know, marriage back from cheating. So man, you got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what? Well, as far as those those women changes, and and like some don't want to get married for the career, but uh, on your page you had a woman proposing to a guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I think she's pregnant too. I, I saw that. <laughs> I don't um, know what, what happens when you propose to a person and. and uh, they say they say no. Is the relationship over at that point, or what? Yeah. Okay, that okay. I love this question for this reason. Because <laughs> okay, so first of all, yeah, you know, I I believe that that picture it it, it, it got to me so much. I believe that's how I got COVID because I feel like <laughs> I got it shook him to the core. <laughs> exactly. It just I had heart issues when I saw that. <laughs> So yeah, I just had to. And I think you guys saw my scathing uh, comment about it. So, yeah, yeah. I hate that. So the thing is, if you get a no and a proposal, it depends on how, what the no means or, or what the no is. Okay, if you get a flat out no, if they say, you know, I'm, I'm not ready, that's not really something that is an automatic reason grounds for termination of the relationship. It is okay. We just have to go a little bit further. If they say, okay, no. I don't think I'm ready yet. Then I think that's kind of a um, a, a thing that you guys say. Why are you not ready? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready because you know I, I don't think I'm ready for this kind of commitment. Then that's a red flag. You need to start yeah. looking at that because you know if you're not ready for a commitment, we've been together for you know for five years, then you're probably not going to be ready for a commitment. I now, agree. Mm-hmm. If somebody says that okay, I I um you know um uh, I just I don't know what to do right now, or I just, it's just too fast or too soon. You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I might propose to my best friend. Right. Yeah. I can't marry my best friend. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. that's, that's no way to start a relationship being friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. I, you know, actually, if you hear somebody say that, exactly. It's so cliche and, and corny. Oh, geez. But, you know, I think that the main thing is you got to think about why they won't, don't want to get married. Think about dates. Dates. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think on my Instagram you saw I said that you know the, the three stipulations behind marriage are a ring, a mm-hmm. date, and telling other people about it. So if the date aspect comes into it. She says that, well, you know, I think that you know the fact that we're living with your mom right now, you know, let's you know get everything together so we can move out and can be independent. You know, that is a that that's that's the good answer. I mean that that really does that really does help. 
But if they're vague about it, I think that that is grounds for looking at it like, okay, am I, I going to waste, waste time with this person or, or if I'm going to go forward with it? Hmm. So when a, when a man is uh, ready to get married, I guess, like you said, uh, for whatever reason, you don't want to, well, like I said, cheating aside, but is there certain qualities that a woman has that a man says, oh, yeah, I definitely, I feel I'm ready. Is it it's something she has, or is like right. cook a mean sandwich? Cook a mean sandwich. She good with money. Or? So here's the thing. I think that one of the main qualifications for a man to want to get married to a woman is that a man has to want to get married. Period. Because quite honestly, you know, there's the thing about you know men. You know, people say that well, a man's sometimes a woman come about that'll make a man want to get married. That's not true. That is definitely not true. Really? Because if a, yeah, mm. because see the thing is, when you are a man that has in your if you're a husband, you're going to seek out a wife. Plain and simple. And if you aren't a husband, then it can be the baddest woman you ever want to come across. You know, she's very, you know, she she she's ambitious, she's your type, all those sorts of things, but you're going to you're not looking for a wife, so therefore you're not gonna marry her. Okay? So you know, one of the th- one of the stories I like to, to tell, and don't worry, it's gonna be like a long, you know, drawn out thing. But one of the stories I like to tell is like a woman that's in, you know, a valley, okay, and then she sees the goat. All right, so she walks up to the goat, and then she says to the goat, "I am attractive, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a, a great ambition, you know, I'm a good wife, you know, I have um, this, that, whatever." And then I say, do you know what the goat said to the woman? And then I say, the goat goes, that, and he just goes on sipping his water. What I mean, what reason I like to tell that story is because it really shows what the dating scene is. If a man, if you have all these great qualities about a man, or if you have all these great qualities and you go up to a goat and ask him, why won't, why won't this goat marry me? And the goat looks at you, and, and you know, and, and he, he baths, and then you know, drinks his water. The reason why he's doing that is because he doesn't have a need for a great woman. He's not looking for a wonderful woman. He just wants to sip his water. That's what his purpose is. So, if a man doesn't want to get married, then you can have great, great qualities about you. You can be do this, do that, whatever the case may be. But he's not gonna focus on that because his goal. Is to run out here and, and you know and, and you know and be in the streets and you know and, and act like he's you know like, like eighteen whatever the case may be. So that's why I always say that you have to actually have to get actually want to get married in order to actually get married. You know that that's just plain and simple. Now what, what now if you get past that, I think the qualities that a man looks for number one is you know I think that living how do you live exactly you know that's important mm. because you know like 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 for instance you know like when I, when I go to your bathroom you know it has to be you know reasonably clean yes. i mean i can understand that you know if you if you know you guys you know some water on the counter whatever the case may be or, you know everybody you know slips up sometimes but you know i feel like you know it has to be clean you know i got i look at you know things like you know do you have three hundred thousand dollars in student debt you know, how is your family? Family is very, very important too. Because if you have somebody that you're that that that, that doesn't like you from the get-go, now it's one thing to say that, okay, well, you know, her dad doesn't like me because I um, you know, um basically, 
did some like anger SCD, whatever the case may be. That's that's one thing. But when they just don't like you purely from the standpoint that you are marrying their daughter, and I've dealt with that before, by the way, hmm. that is a big red flag that they're not. There's nothing you can do in order to change them. Yeah. So it's just who's around them and all like that. Then we get to the point of loyalty. If a man says that you're a loyal woman, he's gonna want to marry you even more. Right. And they're wasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. This Tragan. Hey, so let me ask you this. Now, you mentioned an example about the goat. And let's be honest, a goat is going to be a goat. And then you have the black sheep of the family that may or may not uh, be liked by the other folks in, in the family. So when you're talking about general qualities, are there any qualities that you find are a deal breaker before you start to work with someone and say, hey, look, you got way too much stuff going on. I can see this is going to be a waste of my time and yours. So what qualities are you saying kind of steer clear from just from a consultant relationship expert point of view? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'll pick anybody. Mm, okay. Um, and then if I, if I, if I can't, if I can't quite, if I don't know the answer to something because I'm not God, I don't know everything, but I do know a lot, but I don't know everything. Then I'm going to find out the answer to it. And I'm going to get back with you. The only thing mm-hmm. that stipulation that I won't go for is I won't, I won't help anybody that doesn't want to be helped. If I, mm-hmm. if, if you aren't going to be open to what I'm saying, at least you don't have to agree with everything I'm saying, but it's, at least be open to listening to me. Then I won't waste time with you. You know, right? So then, do you find that men or women tend to be more open to suggestions, or is it based on the individual from your experience over the past ten years? Well, uh, <laughs> I would say that uh, men. Okay, it's, it's different from the standpoint. I think that women are open to suggestions. They're open to it. I think that men have a different perception of what it's going to be. I think that, like, for instance, you know, me being a male myself, and, you know, because I'm very masculine and, and you know, very, very chivalrous and all this, sort of, they get that mixed up with they're going to come to, you know, talking to me and they're, they're going to say that, um, well, uh, man, look, you know how women are. I'm like, yeah, I know how women are. You know, uh, women are, you know, six billion different ways. I do. And they think I'm just going to automatically agree that women are crazy. Women need to ask so many questions. Women just want to get married. And that's, and they don't care about anything else. I say, I say, yeah, there are women like that. I've dealt with all kinds of women like that. But ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to just automatically, because I'm a man, agree with you and think that women are just the worst thing ever. And then a lot of times, you know, I may. You know they 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 they'll, they'll want to walk at that point, but sometimes men are a little more open. They they just say, okay, well, what's the secret? Because you know there's secrets to actually getting a good woman. So yeah, mm-hmm. so to answer a question, women are more open to it, and the men that are open to it, they have more of an open mind to what I'm saying. I suppose thinking I'm just gonna agree with it just because they're men. Mm-hmm. Good point. So how do you go back to this this? I'm gonna go back to the movie hits for just a second. So sure. how do you how do you go back and weed out individuals who are out there trying to work with you, trying to you know improve their game, dating socially versus folks who are in it for the long haul or trying to develop a relationship? How do you how do you, how do you weed out the folks that aren't worth your time in that regard? Though, well, for one thing, I really go by what the person's actual goal is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I, I'm very there's a small percentage of what I want to help somebody to do. The one thing I will not do is I won't help men look for hookups or help women look for hookups. You know, that's that's not what I'm here for. I can tell you what it means if you have been in a sexual situation, what it means, like, for instance, 
you know, if that person goes to you, what does that mean exactly? If they have sex with you, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to to help you with that, but I'm not gonna help you find hookups. So uh, that's one thing. And then you know, when it comes right down to weeding out, mm-hmm. I can tell when you when that's what you're looking for, because like you said, certain keywords like game. You know, if a dude comes off and like, hey man, look, I'm, I'm I'm trying to you know to, to get out there. I'm trying to get you know some some. Well, I can't say it on this um, podcast, but you know what I'm saying. I'm like, first of all, we're not gonna call women that. That's very disrespectful. It ain't gonna happen. And second of all, I can't help you with that because if you're looking to basically have a bunch of knockers under your belt in your belt, you know that's not what I'm here for. My goal is help you have a long last relationship. And then you know, even if you want a friend, that's fine. But we're not, not, not gonna help you victimize women. We're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm wondering this. I want to circle back to something you said. One of those qualities you had mentioned the cleaning and stuff. And I totally agree with that because if you go into a house. And then most people say if the house is neat, oh wow, the woman keep keep the house neat. But if the house is not clean, and maybe it might be the guy, the woman still gets that bad rap. So, what are, you said mentioned the, the debt loan too. I'm thinking about that. So, is student loans a deal breaker for for people in relationships? Then they 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 keep everything else up, but the, but that debt can get high. Right. Well, I kind of say that in. It's kind of like a, a, a grain of salt situation because student, okay, debt is, you know, bad, you know, because, you know, like I also work as a you know, banker, so I know debt is bad and everything. But I think about it from a strategic standpoint, okay, if you got, you know, let's just say, I don't know, $60,000 in student debt, okay, is it in default? What's going on with that student debt? You know, why is there student debt on your, on your credit? You know, what, what, what's the reason now? If you are a, you know, a doctor and you got like all the student debt because, you know, you uh, are basically eating ramen noodles, you know, to be able to uh, say to the four medical school, that's one thing, you know, or if you are somebody that has student debt because, you I mean, most people you know, gone to college have student debt because, you know, college is expensive. Right. You know, are you making payments on it? You know, how are you handling it? Now, if you're making payments on it, if you're responsible with it, then I can say that, okay, well... It's not going to be something that's going to be a detriment to our household income, you know, but basically it's how are you, I'm all about how are you handling things? Like for instance, you know, I'm 30, uh, I'm getting old. old I'm 32 <laughs> years old. Yeah, I'm 32 years old. So it's going to be hard to find a woman that doesn't have children. Okay. However, I love kids and I will date a woman with kids, but I'm looking at, I, I, my, my, my thing about what I look at when, when it comes to women and children is the ex. Yeah, baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Fact, how are you related to him? You know, like, like for instance, everybody, you know, says that, you know, it's, it's good, you know, when, when, you know, two people, when they don't, when they can't stand their ex, passion goes both ways. If you can't stand your ex, there's a famous movie called There's a Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Mm-hmm. So with that oh, being yeah. said, do you really hate your ex or do you hate that they left you? So let's just say that he stops, you know, um, you know, cutting up and he he stops, you know, seeing that that big neck woman that you know he's been cheating with. Okay, what happens then? Are you going to get together and then suddenly forget everything and you decide that you're going to to um, to, to get into a relationship? You know, those things I pay attention to. So I think that it's how you're managing things. That single mother that, 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 you know, lays down, takes care of her children. 
I pay attention to that. Even when it comes to jobs, if you'll notice, when I was talking to you guys earlier about, um, you know, ambition, you notice I never say anything about a job because mm-hmm. I think the ambition mm-hmm. is based on what you are doing with your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be a career. If I got two women that one of them is the CEO of, you know, uh, a company and then she's always complaining the door and she hates working, whatever the case may be. I got another woman over here that works at Waffle House making, you know, nine, ten dollars an hour and she's trying to get promoted to manager. I'm gonna take Miss Waffle House because she has ambition. You know, another woman has a great career making you know six figures, but this other woman has ambition, she has heart, what she's doing and passion what she's doing. So like I said before, that's a long way of saying I go about how you are dealing with whatever situation you're in. That's a tough call right there. See, yeah. Or Waffle House? I don't know about that one. Hey, man, Waffle House is good food fast. Just remember that, too, though. So. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's, man, she got student debt, too. I don't know. Well, you won't go hungry right away. Like, like how bad do I want that waffle? Okay. Okay, here, here's another question I'm wondering. How do relationships start out with, oh, my God, I can't live without her or him. I can't wait to see him again to fast forward to the cops and excuse me. uh, Can you come down to the precinct and ask a few questions? (laughs) She's been missing for a few weeks. (laughs) We warned you about that one that one time. I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Hypothetical. Yeah, How does the pendulum swing that far left? You know, because the cops always come to the to the boyfriend or girlfriend spouse first. Whenever something go wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, that, that, that's a good one. Uh, you know, um, you know. Well, one way you can find that question is, is, you know, watch, you know, my my autobiography about my ex. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that the the, the, the the way that you go from loving to hating is when you go with, you know, the physical as an attractiveness and everything, and then you don't really go with those types of things, those personality traits. And those types of things that are important um, in, 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 in the woman or man's, you know, um, psyche or their or their personality. I think that like it, it's certain things that are turnoffs that we need to pay attention to. It's very simple. Find out what are things and if those things apply to them. You know, if I if I'm dating somebody, you know, like if I like I, I typically like you know a certain type of woman. And if I'm dating you and then, you know, I come across certain things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take note of that before it gets to a point where we're good and married and I and I can't stand the sight of you. You can't stand the sight of me. And also learning about, I think that when you speak a certain way about somebody from a spiritual standpoint, then eventually you're going to have that feeling towards them for real. I think those little links are important. You know, the Bible says, so a man think of, so he is. Mm-hmm. So when you are, when you're dating somebody, you know, and you say to yourself, okay, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, right by you picking them up and they say, and you say, get in, loser. You're laughing. And that, that, that person's going to laugh. But you know what's going to happen? Enough of those is going to make it real. And you really are going to see them as a loser. And you're going to see them as something that is the eyesore for you. Joking. Mm-hmm. I never like to do the thing of joking mm-hmm. with my partner because those are things that are that are Freudian slips. Those mm-hmm. are things that are coming out. That's how you really feel, but you're making it into a joke. You know, don't compete. 
don't like, like you know a lot of guys say you know I like a woman that that you know iron sharp as iron like competition don't don't do that because ultimately what you're doing is that you're creating a type of, uh, of animosity and you're creating a type of hatred that you don't even realize yeah into existence and you are letting your Freudian slips go through mm-hmm. mm. well you know you, you made a very valid point uh, Ian but I'm also gonna mention this if anything ever happens to me hypothetically I got notes all through my house saying <laughs> she did it just so you, <laughs> I don't think you need that I, I'd be, okay hold on hold on let me put the disclaimer on behalf of the what's up with war show nothing will ever happen to Trey <laughs> good to if know. something does happen there's a note no I'm just kidding so <laughs> Hey, well, let me ask you this then. So then, since Ward mentioned a point about, you know, the precinct, I'm going to ask this question talking about repeat offenders. Have you ever had someone that you've provided assistance to and you see them going down the path? Is, hey, great job. You're doing great. Keep going ahead. And then six months later, you get a call from them. Uh, Ian, um, I did it again. How, how, how do you help a person like that? Or can you help a person who's a repeat offender who, when it comes to that relationship situation? Well, the first thing I would say to anybody else is going to be, you know, a relationship coach. If I'm talking to other people that want to be one, I'll say you never make your client feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never, you never tell the client that, okay, you know, I went over to get some closure and then next thing I know, you know, clothes were off. You know, you never make them feel like that. You, you never, you never do that. You, you show them how devastating their actions can be and what happens if they keep doing such and such but you never made them feel stupid for what they did in the first place that's the first thing mm-hmm. the second thing is I like to figure out why they did that why why did you go back to him you know as what we discussed if you weren't what what's the reasoning behind it and once I can figure that out then maybe I can I can slaughter the whole thing about you know repeat offenders you know going off of the same thing because mm-hmm. it's something that they're getting out of it and, and mm-hmm. they, they don't even know what it is but something they're getting out of it. That's a real good point. What that kind of leads, man. You, I, I feel like these questions I'm asking are kind of leading right to the next point. Then, so let me ask you this. Now, you mentioned at some point not making the other person feel feel stupid. That empathy has got to be there for them. So then, it sounds like you're using some some elements of emotional intelligence by you know you're you're you acknowledge their situation. You're listening to them. Um, what are your thoughts in using emotional intelligence in that relationship counseling? to get them over the hump then. So what else are you doing for them? Okay, so when you're saying emotional intelligence, you mean basically, you know, um, being able to uh, empathize with them and, you know, being there to, you know, um, have my emotion tied to it. Well, I think that the best thing to do is to be unbiased, mm-hmm. but yet have a type of, have an identity, maybe be, be a person. Because one thing I have no shame in saying that I have had some crappy relationships in the past because mm-hmm. I just simply didn't know all the things that I'm telling people now. I just didn't know. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I, like I'm, I'm the sacrifice. God sacrificed me in order for me to help other people because I know it. You know, like I always say, you know, that's how I empathize with people. It's like I'm, I'm unbiased, but yet I tell people that. I'm in this too. I've been in this before. I, I know exactly how this is. So if I can tell you that that this, this, that, and, and, and everything from past experience, that's going to help you out more. I always say, you know, are you going to, you know, um, get advice 
about drugs from a crack addict or are you going to get it from somebody that has never done a drug in their life for $50,000 to help people you know good it's like me. the other person that, that person yeah they can help of course but it's also good to get it from the person that's experienced it before mm-hmm. okay. well my, my question I have about is this I was uh, when I, especially when I was in college, I dated multiple women at the same time. Why do you think men want more than one woman? Well, I'll be honest with you. This is something that uh, I've gained a lot of uh, pushback about, but I find it to be very true. Men that did a lot of women at once. I have a name for those. You know what uh, that mean? Uh oh, I'm scared to know. No, wait, wait. They are simply smart. Ooh, and oh, let you, yeah. and let me tell you why. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. When, <laughs> okay. That's another way of saying it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me tell you why I say that. Because I'm not advocating a man being, you know, um, you know, in the streets and all like that and cheating. I'm saying is that until you are in a committed relationship, it's for women too. Until you're in a committed relationship, then. You need to date at least or be talking to at least 10 people because it's going to go like this. It's going to be two people initially that you're going to like, but they're not going to like you. Okay? It's going to be mm-hmm. the other two that, you, that they're going to like you, but you're not going to like them. And then we got okay. to see at that point, we got six people. Okay? And then it's going to be some people that, that both of you like each other. But the thing is, there's going to be some mitigating circumstance that's going to make you guys fall off. And okay. there's going to be another one that's going to just go off completely because she's actually in a relationship. And then finally, you, you're either going to go for the last person. Oh, by the way, you're either going to... Or you're yeah. going to dip. Or that person going to go for you, you're going to dip. So if you keep doing that over and over again, then you will find the person that you're supposed to be with. So the And Zeke the Freak is that, you know, you are basically trying to find... You're trying to weed through and find as many people as you can to date to really get to understand and really get to the point of finding that one person. You're not doing it to, to, to have hookups. You're just trying to find out who that one person is. And the same goes for women. But it's kind of hard to, uh, I, I guess for lack of a better word, to say, to be honest when you're dating because you can't say, hey, well, I'm seeing nine other women, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, you, get some dinner. You, you, you number nine and a half. That's okay. Right, you know, because you <laughs> women are... You know. Borderline ten. <laughs> yeah, they they competitive, but they don't want to share. Right. Hey. Well, see, the thing is that you also got to think of it from the standpoint of wording. If you say, "Hey, listen, um, I'm dating nine other women," um, just want to be honest with you about that. You know, woman's gonna be like, what the? You know, they're not gonna understand that. Just me wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I would be turned off. I'm a dating coach. I would be turned off if somebody said that. The best thing to say is that initially. Don't wait for the person to ask you. Say it initially so it won't be awkward. Just say, yeah, you know, looking for, you know, people to date and, you know, trying to really understand, you know, um, you know, uh, the dating scene. I'm just, um, you know, but initially I will, you know, uh, I'm looking for eventually, you know, commitment of being in a relationship. I know it when I see it. Now, what have I done? Uh. What I've done is I haven't mentioned numbers. I haven't said that you're, uh, you are the, the, um, the one million caller. I just said I'm dating around, so that's that's letting them know that well I'm dating other people. It's not really important how many other people I'm dating, unless they ask you because you want to be honest. 
And then by saying that I am open to commitment and looking for a commitment, you're saying that, well, if you do everything right, and if you and, and, and you know if we click, then you're gonna have a great reward of us having a great relationship eventually. And then, you know, that lets them know that, hey, I'm dating around. And also, another thing is very unattractive. And I'm not sure if this is really, if it should be unattractive or not, because um, I love commitment. I think that, that commitment is sexy. But a lot of times, people don't, people that are dating only them, they don't realize, but they find it unattractive. Because ultimately, what you're doing is that you are saying that nobody else wants me but you. And if nobody else wants me, if nobody else wants you but me, or whatever the case may be, then you gotta say, why don't those people want you? <laughs> now, wow. Yeah, What's wrong exactly. with you that I want you? Yeah, I don't want you either, exactly. man. I don't want you. Exactly. So that's okay. uh, it's good to let them know that. And the same thing goes for women, because ultimately you're gonna look like, uh, you're gonna be perceived as damaged goods. Now, I will say that's a very dumb concept, the way that, that this mind thinks. But that's what that's it's not it is true. But you know, a lot of times it's not true. It's just saying that, well, I like commitment. But that's how the perception is gonna be when that person, whether male or female, looks at it, they're gonna say, Hmm, okay, why you know, or am I the only one? That's that's weird. It's like it's like that 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 one bottle of milk in the in the freezer at the store, you say, What what? Why is it, yeah, why is that still there? Yeah. Is that expired? Exactly. <laughs> or, <Not> is expired. <laughs> or is it? Yeah, or is well, it? Yeah, exactly. What's the difference between a serious uh dating or a serious commitment and marriage? Is there a difference or is it just a piece of paper? Um, okay. I've caught this is where I'm kind of old fashioned. A marriage has to have those three things I mentioned earlier, but marriage also has to have, have, has to have a marriage. Because ultimately when you actually made that commitment then you are telling the world that I want it to be legal I want it to be something that is that the government recognized as a relationship mm-hmm. that is in holy matrimony so you know like people always say marriage is a piece of paper well you know divorce is a piece of paper too and you know ultimately when you get married that's saying that I'm committed to this person I want to be with this person I, I, I'm going to legally make sure this is good and also it protects you from the standpoint of the pocket you know if you get married if, if you move in together have children together mm-hmm. get joint checking accounts savings accounts all like that if you, if you do all that then let's just say that you know you find out all of a sudden that you know she gets on her knees and you know uh, prays to the devil um, you know six times a day and you want to get, <laughs> oh, get rid of that then you can't do anything with the judge the judge is going to say that okay well you know we're going to split this and that whatever case may be you're not married so ain't nothing gonna happen with that so we get married that just puts it on paper and that's why i say that people say it's just a piece of paper well it's a very important piece of paper because it truly does help to sort everything out you know right right now um you know there wasn't a, um, a prenup with uh, bill gates and melinda mm-hmm. so you know he's gonna have to pay out the you know what as he is right now because there was on prenup so mm-hmm. you, know, you gotta make sure that you know that piece of paper is, is, is uh it, that, that's a valid piece of paper and you know make a good point and also recognizing that wherever you get married that is a, there's a public announcement about it as well too so someone coming out the woodworks we were married six years ago and we would never get it it was never you no know, dissolved and so now now you remarrying again you know hey 
There's Stranger Things have happened. Stranger yeah. Things have happened. So public announcements for one thing as well too. So there you go. I've, I've heard a, a lot of remember people that say, Ward. Remember that. Remember that one time, Ward. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, I was saying uh, that people are saying. Well, a lot of men, a lot of my guy friends say, "Man, women are crazy." I said, mm. "Well, you know, sometimes they're emotional." Is that are they are women crazy or do men make them that way? <laughs> uh, well, based on I would say 2013, I would say yeah, women can be crazy based on it. Trust me, I have experience in that. Um, you know, that's why you know I kind of have a fear of knives to this day. Um, and onions. Um, what? <laughs> I want to know about that. I want to know about this. Story. We may have to go to an extended segment, Ian. Yeah, let's, let's what's going on match? Yeah, exactly. So. I think that women can be crazy and those are people that need psychological help but i think that a lot of things that are perceived as women are crazy are is she crazy or is she asking you who is that you know it, or is it that with your car because she found out that you know you slept with everybody from her mother all the way to um to her college professor and her sister so she's going to act in that way because it can drive you to that point. So mm. I think that a lot of times men perceive it or, or try to pretend like, well, she's crazy because she's asking questions, but she's asking a question. You know, she's saying, why are you doing this? And it's what she, how she reacts to things lets you know that she's crazy or not. Okay. Like I actually had a woman that, um, you know, she, it was the other day, as, as a matter of fact, I was talking to her and you know, everything was going good and she saw my Instagram and she immediately blocked me. Whoa. Okay. I mm. guess, yeah, she saw my Instagram because, you know, there are people that, you know, were commenting on my pictures or whatever the case may be and people that I have known literally for years and she blocked me on Instagram. So I'm saying, okay, why did she do it? Because she saw my Instagram and I'm like, there's no reason why you should have done that. That's what I'm thinking because, you know, I didn't do anything wrong think that uh, a woman can be considered crazy by asking questions if she's standing with a knife in her hand asking oh, you a question and got your phone I mean uh -huh. I don't think that's how you <laughs> yeah. do it because like your boss at work come you say hey how come you get that report done I don't think they got a knife in their hand so exactly uh, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> if he has in a calm way like uh, like who is that that's one thing you know yeah of course but if you got a woman that you know is you know like like threatening to you know man this brings that memories cut like cut you like an onion then that's something that you gotta look at as crazy because yeah. it is crazy and you yeah. actually might come to my job you know that that's crazy i don't know what so yeah you're right on that yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I had experience once where i dated this girl and she was uh she was kind of crazy I, I mean i'll just say it i had a an ex-girlfriend had came to my apartment like two years ago. We had broke up. She said, hey, I got a picture of us. I want you to see it. I took the picture. I just kind of flung it in the kitchen and it went on top of the cabinet. And I said, I don't care about this stuff. We over, whatever. She leaves, right? Meet the new girl. Two years later, she decides she wants to go through my apartment. And she went through every nook and cranny, climbed up on top of the counter, found the picture with all the dust on it, and said, I knew you was messing around on me. Oh, like, no. oh wow so oh. that's why i asked about the crazy question because I, I i mean she did a lot of stuff to me man i mean she she put she i moved away and didn't tell her where i was moving to 
she followed me to my new place and she brought a butcher knife and she was standing no. at the top of the hill. So I'm looking out at midnight, you know, staring out my window and there she was. I was like, okay, you know. That's the thing. Okay, that's, that's crazy. what I was saying. Now, if you got a, a woman over, you know, here saying, you know, well, I just want to know what are we? And the man said he's crazy, that she's crazy. That cheapens your experience. That's what you went through. You went through a crazy you know, once again, you know, um, thin line between love and hate, crazy, you know, woman. So, you know, that's why you got to be careful about that because it takes attention off of what you went through with, you know, um, you know, with, 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 with um, the, 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 the situation with a crazy woman and it just, it just cheapens, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, the experience, uh, the, the, the experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Ian, you made a very good point. I think one thing we need to continue to balance on is recognizing what is crazy versus someone having idiosyncrasies. You know, do you squeeze the tube from the middle of the, of the tube or from the back of the tube? That's not crazy if you squeeze it at a different place. It is crazy if you take that tube and you squeeze it in someone's face and you squeeze it in the wrong place. So to to that whole point, you know, there's there's different lines of, of hey, having preferences, having idiosyncrasies versus crazy. If someone, too often we hear people using that term crazy, this person's crazy, that person's crazy, and it cheapens it like you said earlier. So there you go. But, but I think that's his irritation though right there, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she told you 12 times, quit squeezing from the middle. Hey man, I went and got my own tube. Why is she squeezing my tube now though? Well, yeah, that, that's true too. That's but crazy. I, I'm just going to ride stick with the crazy thing because like I said, I went through the crazy thing and a big mistake that I made I was, uh, this one girl I dated, she she looked just like Halle Berry. And I think I was in love with her looks. Mm. And I let a lot of stuff slide that I probably shouldn't have. Mm. And, uh, is that something that men do? Are we, do we, are we a sucker for looks? Uh, I would say yes. And I think that the thing is, I think that it's nothing wrong with having the mentality of being attracted to somebody because of looks. Now, here's the thing. You attracted to somebody because it looks you don't want to get anything getting get further, that's one thing. But I had to be attracted to you to want to to get to know you to that point. Okay, somebody actually got mad at me when I said that I'm, I'm big on looks. You know, they said that that that's superficial. Okay, because you should think about somebody's heart, how kind somebody is. And I do. However, you know, there is a, a, a 60 um, you know, year old, you know, woman that, you know, bakes cookies and she's just as nice and sweet as pie. Okay. And she's she's kind, but does that mean that I want to go over there and you know and, 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 and you know ask her out to you know to the club and you know and bump and grind? No, I. What I'm saying is, you can't date for niceness. What you do is that you combine the two. So if I'm if I'm attracted to you because you know you you know you you like Halle Berry and I'm obsessed with Halle Berry by the way. If you like like Halle Berry, I'm going to. The reason you you being attracted is gonna make me want to go further, because you pass the test of me having an initial attraction to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people find things you know be attractive, and other people find things not to be attractive. You know, some Halliburton may not be you know somebody's cup of tea, and I, I mean, I would probably slap the taste out of somebody's mouth if it says Halliburton. <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> right. we gotta take that far out of our conversation. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I will say that when when you are thinking about you know like dating, you gotta be attracted to them because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are nice. There are a lot of people that that that, that will date you, but are you attracted to them? You, yeah, I, I like that point too because I was just reading uh, today how they 
um, society was tearing down Serena Williams' husband because mm-hmm. they said he was fat and and uh, they, they just don't know how he got her. But I was thinking uh, Lizzo, I see her on TV and people think she's great, but I don't. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I just see yeah. a double standard there. I'm like, I don't care how nice Lizzo is, wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. Exactly. Exactly. So wait a minute. Who, who are you attracted to? Because you mentioned <laughs> her husband. No, I'm what saying society. Okay. Okay. Society. Okay. Society. On behalf of the What's Up with War <laughs> show, we you know the award is in a committed and very happy relationship. Now back well, to you. I'm just saying that <laughs> women have a different view because you know you know what I'm saying. Women are okay with a, a girl being big; it's not a, a deal breaker. But then if a guy is just out of shape, you know he he got to have money. Then he can get you. Uh, that's what I find. Yeah. So he he can't have a dad bod, huh? That's what you're trying to say. Not unless he got dad money. That big money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see a lot of fine women, man. They they go for the dude with the money. I mean, mm. well, yeah, they go for the dude with the money, and you're right on that. But I'll tell you something that, that really irks me a lot. When a woman goes to a dude that is not too cute in the face. Uh, well, I'm not going to say cute. It sounds odd to me. Cute. We I'm know what you mean. Her. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. I'm speaking from her standpoint. So, oh, I'm like, but I feel so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But what about this? Are 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 black women angry, or is that just a stereotype? I think that black women are. I think that whenever a black woman is angry, there's reasons to why she's angry. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are over over the years. Okay, when you are constantly being shown to be angry because. Uh, well, I'm mad because you cheated on me. I'm mad because, you know, you um, you don't have those types of qualities that I see maybe in, you know, Todd over here, you know, who, you know, a, a, a white man. I, you know, I see that I see that, you know, that that, that he that, that, you know, his wife is, you know, she 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 has a so and so, you know, and you just have decided to just, you know, completely you know discard. You know what we have over here. That's what the anger buildup is. You know they 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 they, they see things that 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 go on with us, and mm-hmm. then they say to themselves that okay, you know, you're not. I'm not being heard, basically. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, I think that when a black woman does something that is wrong, then we say that okay, well, you did that 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 was wrong. That that has nothing to do with hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you, you, you did such and such because you that's that's such as you that ain't got nothing to be doing do with being a black woman, a, uh, this woman, or that woman. You just did this because that's just who you are. So to answer your question, I think that there are things that have happened in our past and both our past that have made black women angry. But I wouldn't say that collectively they're always angry. I think that you know that that some that that they 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 have thoughts about things that make angry but I don't think there's an, an angry combative you know group of people period you know okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, can, I can respect that yeah I can respect that too what what about the, the Kevin Samuels dude and, and Jared Jackson what, what, what do you think they've done for for your profession mm. hold on <laughs> let, let me pause go ahead <laughs> okay so here, here's the thing 
Okay, so Kevin Samuels. Um, <laughs> okay, the dude, he's another one that gave me COVID. Um, when it comes back <laughs> to his, his mentality and, you know, the way, I mean, this, this dude literally would get on there and say, so, um, so, like, how, how tall are you? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 five foot, I'm five foot seven. See, that's the thing. You know, you're five foot seven. A man ain't gonna yeah. woman that's five foot seven ain't gonna happen. Right. You have to, mm. be, you have to, you have to be, you have to be um, two foot tall to get a, a, a man these days. Because like, he's a high value man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that one thing that he has done is that he that he has offered me an opportunity to basically be the opposite of him when it comes right down to women and dating. You know, he's got, he's offered me he, he's shown me what not to do. Okay? Yes. He shows mm-hmm. what not to do. Now, when it comes to my man Derek, so here, here's the thing about him: he did something that was wrong. I think that when he cheated on his on his uh, wife, that was wrong, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, sometimes people get mixed up with, you know, him doing that as he shouldn't be listened to. He should lose his whole career. I think that we need to we, we chastise him for what he did. However, Derek Jackson is somebody that. You know, a long time ago, I was listening to his videos, and what he said makes sense. Now, we'll also say about Derek Jackson on the flip side. I think that one thing is that he needs to be more in depth with what he is saying. You know, it, it needs to be it needs to be deeper. You know, because he he, t- he says things that people already know. Like he'll post something that he'll say, you know, he'll say something like, you know, you know that you're in a toxic relationship whenever the person doesn't love you. I'm like, okay. And it's like, I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go for different avenues, different elements in order to make people understand things and relate to them as in, are you telling me something that I know? Or are you, are you, are you telling me something that I know and it's gonna help me eventually? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Derek Jackson really did help me from the standpoint of giving me a framework and showing me that this could be done. You know, this 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 can definitely be done, but it is. But 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 one thing he did, another thing he did is that when he showed me that it can be done, he showed me all. He gave me ideas as far as what's really examined. So mm-hmm. that's that's why I would say I think that I can I can I can take Derek Jackson a lot better. I, I, I kind of like Kevin Samuels, though. I mean, some things he did say because to me, he, we talked about a high value man. It makes you think. Because a lot, if you just get with a girl because uh, she looks good and you got money, then she's really not bringing it to your table. And then you have to rethink your whole situation. We got kind of a bad connection here. Who is that? Is that us? Is that you? Yeah, I think I, I'm good over here, but it's like. You guys can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Trey, is that yours? No, I'm sitting here. I'm good, man. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to hit the last one. I'm going to pass off. Okay, so here's the thing. You know what? Hang up with that. Kevin Sinkfield, his thing is, he's talking about a high value man. That's, hold on. Hold on, Ian. We can, I, can't, I can't even hear you. Hello? Okay, I'm here. 
Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll edit that part out. We just start back over with the uh, what you're going to say now. I'll just start this. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, that's a good point. Okay. The thing about Kevin Samuels is that I think that basically it's like what he's saying has a good basis. You know, a, a man that is a, is is you know high value or you know as well to do, then he's going to want a certain kind of woman. Right. However, when you are, you know, destroying women in the process, you know, certain things, you know, you shouldn't say that a half, you know, because you're a high value man, you know, you're going to want a woman that's under five foot so and so. You know, you should say, what I want in a woman, what I look for in a woman is A, B, C, D. Okay. So my thing is that he, he kept the, the, the initial message is good. It is. However, all that other, you know, bull that he adds into it, that's what makes it convoluted. Because when 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 I, he he discounts the fact that a lot of men that are, as he says, high value. I don't like that word too much, but high value. You know, sometimes they don't want such and such. You know, they have a choice because I know they're they're men that. You know, when, when I'm at the bank, you know, there, 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 there'll be like a woman that she'll come in and she'll say, you know, she wants to make a deposit. And I look at the account and it has about $10 million in the, in the account. Dang. Exactly. So I'm, and I'm looking at her and then she said, I said, what do you, what do you, um, you know, what, what kind of work you do? And then she'll say that, well, I pretty much run my, my husband's finances. I run it, run everything from that standpoint and, and kind of do behind the scenes work. Some men feel like a woman shouldn't work because he's so rich until he needs her to come to, to, to plan to put the company banquet where you know some other rich you know millionaires and billionaires are going to be you know he mm-hmm. needs her to be an at-home mother to be able to take care of the children and raise them and I respect that too you know and other men they feel like well I work I, I make I make um you know six million dollars a year I want you to make the same but you know that's the thing with Kevin Samuels he needs to to, to open up and not be so narrow in what he's saying, basically. But it's got to be working because he's so popular now. I mean, somebody's got to be resonating with what with, with he's saying. And and that's what I'm saying. A lot of people do. It's like the same concepts of, you know, um, I would think about Donald Trump, for instance. You know, no one gets political here, but, you know, quite frankly, you know, the man got ratings. You know, when he said everything from, you know, he started mentioning people's hands. <laughs> all the way through it, you know, he he, you know, started saying, you know, all the whole. I think he said something about a bad ombre, or yeah, know, he, uh, he he went there. <laughs> yeah, he 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 he. If there, there's any place that you know that was to go, doubt you know a vacation there. You know, he went everywhere. But mm-hmm. it's like if you didn't agree with Donald Trump, you still listen to him. I think the same thing happened with you know Kevin Samuels. People, Kevin Samuels. One of the reasons that he got famous is when he started talking about women from the standpoint of you know those type of attention grabbers and all those types of Zoom calls. When he would be defaming women, all like that. So I think that it's really from the standpoint of you know he has a very bold message and he wants it to be said. And even when it comes to like my Instagram, you know my Instagram. Let's just say that my Instagram is very very spirited and it's very to the point and, and I, I do I, you know but my thing is like I, I'm not going to judge the person that needs my help I'm going to let people know that okay if, if somebody is that, that that woman that, that, that that's cheating with your dude 
don't be thinking about her being somebody he loves. It's just a big neck woman who he found on some dating website. Listeners of the What's Up Award podcast, we ended this episode of The Dating Coach because we wanted to have a part two because we really wanted to dive a little deeper to some information and it was going to take way longer than an hour. But I did want to give you guys some information on The Dating Coach if you want to look at his website before we continue with part two. You can find him on Instagram at class underscore IC88, class underscore IC88. And he also has a page on Instagram called the underscore I-A-N underscore show. Be sure to check him out and show the brothers some love. And we look forward to bringing you part two of The Dating Coach.